This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express Card. And we here on Savor are what you might call food explorers. It has been our actual job to go to cool places and eat, like, a lot of the food there. And then talk about it. And then talk about it into these microphones, which is a crazy dream job. Yes. Well, if you're like us and willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. It's for people like us who are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Volkbaum. And our topic today is juice cleanses. Yes. As producer Noel said when we told him the topic, juicy. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> our pun game is just off. Yeah. It, if, if, if you guys would participate in a pun contest, if we, if we had one, let us know. Yeah, because that might be something we're very excited to uh, launch. Yeah. But let us let you know about juice cleanses. Yes. (laughs) Well, let's start like we usually do. What is a juice cleanse? In case you have never heard of this thing, it's, it's a, it's an idea of like you're living off of fresh fruit and vegetable juices and water for a set amount of time in order to detox Mm -hmm. your body. That was heavy quotes, Lauren. Extremely (laughs) heavy quotes. Uh, I bet you could feel them from your seat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the goals here are to lose weight, gain energy, and have a whole other host of medical benefits from being detoxed, I guess. (laughs) Supposedly, yeah. Some juices, some juice cleanses rather, do also contain um, vegetable-derived fats and proteins from stuff like nut milks and, and hemp seeds. Which is relatively new. A relatively new thing in the juice game. Um, <laughs> some popular current variants are the Master Cleanse. Might have heard of this. Yeah, that was the first one I remember hearing about. Um, I seem to remember it in the context of Beyonce doing it. Uh, and this is <laughs> like a 10 day, it, uh, 10 days of lemon juice, cayenne pepper for kick and maple syrup. And that's it. Okay. Uh, I guess. I, I mean, that, I mean, that actually sounds like a lovely drink. I would, yeah. I might like put gin in that and consume it <laughs> for fun. I, but there's I not a bar somewhere that has the master cleanse <laughs> and it's that with gin, then you need to up your game bars. bars. <laughs> the, another popular one is the alkaline cleanse. Mm-hmm. This one you eat, uh, quote, alkaline promoting foods. Which supposedly is herbal teas and alkaline water. Uh, and you do this to balance your pH. Um, we'll talk about the science, or maybe not the science, of that later on. Okay, so that's the basic idea. What? How does this make you feel? 
Not great. Uh, maybe this is the point in the podcast where I admit I have done one. Oh, you have? Not really, kind of. Uh, oh, no, I, that's fascinating. <laughs> I didn't do the traditional, like, you pay in and you get the, like, fancy juices in a box. And I didn't get the instructions. I did uh, this test might not be the right word. A diet where you eliminate a lot of foods to check yourself by reintroducing those foods to ah. see if you have food allergies. Okay. And it comes with a three-day... Liquid diet. Cleanse. <laughs> and it was terrible. <laughs> I was I was eating food, but it was very bland food and uh, not much. It was mostly like drinking. And you were supposed to primarily avoid salt and sugar. Um, and in my case, I experienced... Just terrible pain. It kept me up at night. Oh, no. It was like cramping. Yeah. And the muscles. Huh. And uh, definitely the caffeine headache. And and you do get, you feel like really dizzy and like not even like you're in reality anymore. Anyway, that was my experience. <laughs> Generally, the quote symptoms, if you can call that, of a typical three-day cleanse go something like this. Day one, cravings, low energy, sluggishness. Grouchiness. Huh. Day two, the so-called honeymoon day. <laughs> I did not experience this, but apparently a lot of people do. Um, they report having more energy, feeling lighter, almost like a high. Um, again, unless you drink caffeine, and then you won't report that because you're going to be having caffeine headache. Uh. Um, and then day three, back to increased cravings and obsession about what you'll be eating the next day. That's not an unusual occurrence for me. That's like... <laughs> like, like Obsession about what I'm going to be eating the next day is basically just what I do. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I obsess about like the coming meal. Yeah. So, and I've I've heard a lot about that 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 honeymoon day kind of thing that that feeling energized and I mean I, that's kind of what they're selling you. I feel like yeah. when, when they're selling you on a lot of these cleanses, they're they're like, oh, you'll feel so much better. You'll you'll know that it's working because you'll feel amazing. Yeah. Speaking of selling you, um, yeah. as of 2013, designer juice, not like regular juice, not like OJ, yeah. right? But designer mm -hmm. juices like these had become a $5 billion industry and was projected to grow 4 to 8% every year. So this is a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, that is a lot of juice cleansing <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing, but it has been around or at least the idea of cleansing yourself, detoxing yourself, renewal, has been around for a long time. Actually. Oh, yeah. Most religions have some aspect of fasting and cleansing. Absolutely. Um, if you look at the Hebrew word for fasting, psalm, which loosely translates to, quote, to afflict the soul. And to this day, fasting or cleansing or juicing has an association with fresh starts, renewal. It's that thing you do. New Year's resolution time. Right. Uh, Along with renewing your gym membership. Yeah. It's kind of like you're resetting. Sure. The first written records we have of a juice dates back to somewhere in the 100 BCE to 70 BCE uh, when the Dead Sea Scrolls prescribed a, quote, pounded mash of pomegranate and fig, ooh, which supposedly would grant you, quote, profound strength. And subtle form. Subtle form. I am very intrigued by subtle form. I don't have it, whatever it is, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that we have ancient records of are, as Annie was saying earlier, these highly controlled and limited diets that are meant to purify. Usually uh, part of like religious mindfulness, mm -hmm. um, which is sometimes called asceticism which is the practice of abstinence from physical or otherwise earthly pleasures. And this is super widespread, uh, culturally speaking. Think of the stories that we have of the founding figures of various religions, uh, all reaching enlightenment during or perhaps after a long period of fasting. You've got Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha. Um, there, there are traditions of monks and nuns and other humans of varying titles and levels of lifetime religious devotion um, in Abrahamic religions, Hindu and uh, Buddhism, all practicing ritualized self-deprivation. -depri um, and this practice has been going back for thousands of years. 
variations on these practices, of course, filter down to the common people as well and continue into modern time. You've got Lent, Yom Kippur, Ramadan, Mahashivarati, Fast Sunday, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But back to juice. Juice. Yes. For as long as it's been around, juice has had this kind of reputation of being that curative thing that we think of it today, uh, both in general and for all kinds of specific and often very strange things. Um, during World War One, physicians would rub antiseptic garlic juice into soldiers' wounds, which sounds so painful. And at the very least unpleasant to smell. Yeah, and I'm sure the smell situation was not great. In general. Yes. Um, side note from that, a lot of listeners have written in asking us to look into the antifungal properties of garlic. And that's definitely something we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- this isn't a practice based on absolutely no science whatsoever. Yeah. It would probably true. help out. Mm-hmm. Just. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, smearing your chest with onion juice was used as a congestion remedy in the Bahamas. Okay. And during the 16th century, if you were a balding fella, uh, you might rub some onion juice on your head and go stand in the sun to try to encourage your hair follicles to grow. This is based on a dare. <laughs> you think it, so? It, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's not a science fact. That's a lore in fact. That's, that's a different. I'm like, in my head canon, that's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just one guy who's like, I bet I can trick Dave over there to go and stand in the sun with onion juice. <laughs> Good old stinky head Dave. <laughs> On the more substantiated science-wise end of the scale, sailors used to drink lemon juice to prevent scurvy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah that's that's legit. Going back to less science and very gross territory, <laughs> in 1873's A Brief History of the Production of Valentine's Meat Juice... Valentine's meat juice. Doesn't it sound so appetizing? No. Mm. That's not what it sounds like <laughs> at all. Uh, this book chronicled the production and bottling of meat juice by Man S. Valentine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just what you would think it is. It's uh, all the blood and other miscellaneous juice that can be extracted from raw beef. Raw beef, not cook. Okay. No, yeah, raw. Mm-hmm. And I read the part of the description and it had like bits floating in it. The smell was horrendous. But that didn't matter because supposedly this juice could cure whatever could be ailing you from constipation to nausea if you could swallow it without puking. Sure. Which seemed to be a problem given the Affirmation smell. Yeah. Uh, if you were depressed, you could also try meat juice as an enema. Let that sink for in depression. For that would help. Okay. <laughs> At least one doctor, actual medical doctor, an actual medical doctor, Doctor J. B. McCaw, testified in support of meat juice, saying it worked in the most obstinate cases. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> So, so what we're looking at is, is by the, the, the late 1800s, mm-hmm. um, along with a wave of other health crazes, a lot of people were in on this juicing idea, mm-hmm. including a lot of religious leaders. Right. And we are approaching my personal huh moment of the episode. One of the best examples of this is Thomas Bromwell Welch. Welch? Is it? Could it be that Welch? Who in 1869 saw a business opportunity in religious people who were morally opposed to drinking alcohol. And so when they were offered wine during communion, they had a moral dilemma. Ah. Yeah. So enterprising fellow that he was, Welch started selling, quote, unfermented sacramental wine which is just a very fancy way of saying grape juice. Uh yeah, that's not that's not what wine means. <laughs> no. <laughs> Part of the definition of wine is that it's fermented. So okay. But he started selling this. He did under his side company, Dr. Welch's Grape Juice. But he ran into a problem where 
he couldn't find a way to market it. And in four years was out of business until his son, Charles Edgar, stepped in and he dropped the doctor from the company name to make it the more efficient, streamlined Welch's grape juice and started running ads in magazines like Good Housekeeping and Cosmopolitan claiming that this miracle juice could cure, quote, all forms of chronic diseases except diabetes mellitus. All forms. Yeah. Except diabetes. Yep. Welch even founded two pamphlets touting his product's benefits, and he slammed alcohol. He even went so far as to modify the popular anti-alcohol slogan, quote, the lips that touch wine will never touch mine, to, quote, the lips that touch Welch's are all that will touch mine. <laughs> Less of a rhyme, but but I guess yeah. I, I see where he was going. Yeah, I see what he was trying to do there. Uh, and he took his success to the 1893 Columbian Exposition in Chicago, where thousands of people sampled his juice. And this moment here is often cited as the birth of the American fruit juice industry. This this Charles Edgar was reportedly also involved with the burgeoning health spa craze of the early 1900s. Um, one particular medical practitioner, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, ran an infamous institution called the Battle Creek Sanitarium at the time. Kellogg, and yes, he is that Kellogg, mm-hmm. um, was obsessed with purity in the diet, gut, and your sex life. Yeah. He prescribed genital mutilation to prevent masturbation. You know. He was probably a terrible person. Uh, check out our yogurt episode for more about that. But yeah, Charles Edgar supposedly visited Battle Creek 32 times during his grape juice reign. Also, grape juice rain, Pur- purple rain joke here. Uh, uh, somebody write it for us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, this 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 Welch's grape juice thing uh, became so big. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson's Secretary of State William Jennings Bryan served Welch's grape juice at a 1913 dinner for British Ambassador James Bryce, and when alcohol was banned on Navy ships in 1914, Welch's was served. Instead. Ah. Yeah. But contrary to what you might think, um, prohibition was not a boon for Welch's grape juice because big soda had entered the market. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All so, the soda fountains. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't want your alcohol, you could have soda or grape juice or soda or soda. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and after Charles Welch died in 1926, it wasn't until 1945 that Jacob M. Kaplan bought it, and then it passed hands again in 1954 to the National Grape Cooperative Association. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, Welch's is still around and going pretty strong with an estimated $82 million in profits in 2015 and another House Stuff Works water cooler moment. <laughs> I brought this up uh, with one of our coworkers, and he said... <laughs> That uh, that's still what's served when he goes to communion to this day is which oh, is wow. grape juice. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I I think I was there for that conversation. Either that, or I had a separate conversation with someone about <laughs> Welch's grape juice. I'm not sure which. There's another juice that we have to mention. Oh, of course, orange juice. And orange juice kind of sort of got in on this same health action. Um, and one of the biggest proponents of orange juice. Uh, as like this healthy thing that you should try comes from, uh, Elmer McCullum. Elmer McCullum. Yep. And That's a he, great name. Yeah. So many good names when mm-hmm. we do this research. Uh, right. he was dubbed Dr. Vitamin. <laughs> also awesome. Great name. <laughs> in 1952 by Time Magazine. And Dr. Vitamin. Caused a panic over acidosis. Acidosis? Sounds horrible. It was supposedly caused by eating too much meat, dairy, and bread, but was easily fixed by upping your intake of citrus and lettuce. Sunkist, in particular, capitalized on Dr. Vitamin's words. Between 1950 and 1960, consumption of orange juice tripled, which translated to about 20 pounds down per year by the average American. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and orange juice continued to have pretty solid growth. That is so much orange juice. I know. Okay. So that's kind of our quick primer on the history of um, the, the, the commercial aspects of, of juice 
and uh, and and a little bit about the the religious background of it. But what about juicing and like juice cleanses? What about it? Yeah, what about it? We'll tell you all about it after this short word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express Card. And we are what you might call food explorers. We are so lucky that a part of our job involves traveling and trying a lot of the food where we go to travel and then coming back here and telling all of you good listeners about it. And through that, we have discovered some amazing dishes. Sure, yes. Like, I had never understood what poke really could be, and it is delightful. It is stunningly good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we had a lot of on our trip to Hawaii. Uh, Another thing from their passion fruit I now look for in literally every menu that I read. I'm like, yep, that one has passion fruit. Going for it. And then all of the moles, and especially the green mole that you heard us talk about recently that we had from in Las Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, or just steak basements. Who doesn't love a steak basement? Exactly. <laughs> well, um, if you are like us and you're willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. It's for people who, like us, are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Okay, we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Um, okay, so juicing. Yes, juicing. Enter German scientist Max Garrison and British businessman Norman Walker. Garrison wrote A Cancer Therapy, Results of 50 Cases, a 1958 book in which he espoused the curative power uh, of replacing medicine with three plant-based, no-sodium meals, and 13 <laughs> glasses of carrot apple juices or green juices, if you're looking for a little variety. And all of this was to be made with the freshest of produce. And this therapy came to be known as the Garrison Therapy. And none of this would have been possible without Norman Walker's invention of the Walker Juicer in 1936, which I looked up and you can still buy, not the 1936 model, but, you know, modern day model, mm-hmm. um, which at the time was going to run you $2,500. The, the old one. The today, 1936 one. Today's equivalent of, of $2,500? Well, in, in the ad, like, it said $2,500. Oh my goodness. Counting for, accounting for inflation, that's a lot. That's quite expensive. Yeah. That's not cheap at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Walker, of course, 
promoted eating what he called living food, raw vegetables and juices that he made with his juicer. Obviously. Obviously. You know. Sure. Of course. Um, this juicer set off a chain of juicers. The first masticating juicer, the champion, <laughs> arrived in 1955. Jack LaLanne's power juicer debuted in 1971. Jay Cordick's The Juice Man, and this is what my mom used, uh, <laughs> hit the market in 1991, selling 2 million units between 1992 and 1993. Wow. And I did love that juicer. Well, all we did was... <laughs> Literally, I'm pretty sure all we ever made with it was fresh orange strawberry juice. And it was so good. Oh, but that sounds lovely. It was so delicious. I believe you. And the 1990s is when juicing really came into its own, into what we think of it today. And this is largely thanks to the efforts of Scientology entrepreneur Peter Glickman, who pushed the master cleanse. Yep, that master cleanse. Uh, that was then used by so many celebrities from Beyonce... I said before to Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, I missed this cultural moment, but apparently they were like tweeting about. Oh yeah, everyone was talking about it. It was it was all in all of the entertainment magazines. Ah, okay. And the great thing for people pushing this cleanse is that all the horrible things you're probably going to experience doing it, you know, the vomiting, the diarrhea, mean that you're just expelling all those nasty toxins, and it's totally working. Yeah, the misery is. It's all part of the it. plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and juicing continued to grow in the early 2000s um, with so, so many, um, mostly female celebrities backing various brands. And and th- this is also when the, the expense of it started to become very impressive indeed. Rather than just <laughs> juicing your own cleanses at home, um, yep. you could you could pay anything from $65 a day to $199 a day for a three-day cleanse. I can't imagine, like, what are you getting for $199 a day? I think you get, like, a coach, maybe? I can't imagine spending 200 bucks a day on food, period. And I can, <laughs> ima- and I can imagine spending a lot of money on food. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a, a very good point. Uh, th- this is also when um, some cleanses started featuring more proteins, introducing mm-hmm. those nut-based juices. Yeah. Um, uh, pu- pushing the calorie count up to a super whopping 1,200 calories in some instances. My golly! <laughs> so many calories. Well, 1,200 calories. That's not Ooh. that many calories. No. Sarcasm. No. Mm-hmm. In the 2010s, Juicing as a lifestyle's popularity started to wane. Um, even Cosmopolitan, who was one of the first, like, high praise singers, singers of high praise of juice cleanses, ran an article in 2016 titled, Why Your Detox is Bullshit, uh, <laughs> citing the price point and the lack of scientific evidence. And this is Cosmopolitan, you guys. Still, in 2015, the cold-pressed juice market was valued around 100 million a year, according to LA Times. And like we said at the top of the podcast, it's like in the billions. Yeah. The specialized juice. Specialized juice. Yeah. Designer juice. Designer juice. That's what you said. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so speaking of the type of lack of scientific evidence that Cosmopolitan and other publications have been talking about, uh, let's talk about it too. Okay. So for the premise of a detox to work, the first thing you're going to need are toxins to get rid of. Okay. And toxins do exist. Yes, they do. Um, a lot of examples, when I was looking into this, uh, they used acetaminophen or pesticides. Okay. But unless you're exposed to large <laughs> quantities of them, your body and in particular your kidneys and liver and liver are pretty good at flushing these toxins out. It's kind of what they do. It's literally their job. Yeah, it's but. They're there for. Uh-huh. <laughs> In the case of a large dose exposure, you're going to have some pretty specific terrible symptoms and juice is not going to help you out. No. You're going to want to go to the doctor. To a doctor for that one. <laughs> a yes. medical professional. Yeah. You will know when it happens and your first thought will not be juice, I promise yeah. you. <laughs> I must get the nut milk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're taking um, juicing a step further and getting a colonic, you're risking bowel perforation intestinal parasites, and even heart failure. Where does this idea of, of detoxing come from? Yeah, the 
The modern-day idea of detoxing in the U.S. dates back to the early 1900s with advocates claiming, quote, intestinal sluggishness causes intestinal contents to putrefy, toxins are absorbed, and chronic poisoning of the body results, end quote. And this is according to quackwatch.org. <laughs> that, I, I wonder what our buddy Kellogg would have thought about juice cleanses. He probably would have been on board. Yeah. Um, and... All of this ties into something that we're probably going to wind up discussing a lot on this Our Food Stuff show, which is the morality that's assigned to health. And by health, I mean weight. And by weight, I mean disproportionately women's weight. We're coming for you, Dr. Graham. <laughs> I can't wait to do that episode. Oof. Uh, yes, that Graham. Yes. <laughs> uh, some some researchers say that juice cleanses, um, if not... Exactly being disordered eating are a gateway to eating disorders. Uh, case studies of this have, have reportedly been observed. And also, insert, most juices have way too much sugar, like 50 grams in one bottle. That's more than Coca-Cola. Thank you, sugar episode. And let, let's, let, let's look at another claim frequently made by juice cleanses. Uh, it'll rev up your metabolism. Yeah, which means weight loss, right? No. no. Not really. Not really. Nope. Uh, you probably will lose weight on a juice cleanse, but it's because you're subsisting on very low calorie diet and essentially starving yourself, which also explains the lightheaded, headedness and dizziness, the feeling of being high Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. Um, again, supporters of things like the master cleanse claim that this is all part of the process of the toxins flooding out of your body. Uh, but they're Actually, probably symptoms of an extremely restricted calorie diet and or starvation. Yeah, that's ketosis. That's uh, your body really wanting you to eat something. So you're just amped as all heck <laughs> because your body's like, please, please, food. Any, where's the food? I want I'm looking for the food. And as far as kickstarting your metabolism, if anything, it's going to put you in a starvation mode, which depresses your metabolism. Which is basically, uh, which, which basically is what happens when your body isn't sure when it's going to get more food, so it slows all of your processing systems down. When this happens too often, by the way, the changes can become permanent. So, that's not what you want. Well, okay, uh, I, I, actually, side note, um, the speed of your metabolism is dependent on a whole lot of things, including your age, sex, hormone levels, stress levels, sleeping habits, genetics, physical activity, and your incoming nutrients. Mm-hmm. And, and talk talk about slow versus fast metabolism is generally more marketing hype than actual science fact. Yes, there are a couple of diseases that can cause weight gain due to extremely slowed metabolism, like uh, hyperthyroidism and Cushing syndrome. And yes, making your body burn more energy than you take in through food will lead to weight loss. But that's making your metabolism work harder, not faster. Your, your metabolism doesn't need to be kickstarted or sped up. It's, it's working all the time. Um, if, if you are just looking to lose weight with a juice cleanse, you probably won't keep it off. No. Um, because when you put your body into starvation mode, as we were saying, it starts breaking down its glycemic stores. Um, a byproduct of which is that you start to excrete a whole bunch of water. So what you're losing is water weight. Um, when you return to a more usual diet with an appropriate number of calories, your body is going to start rebuilding those glycemic stores, which will cause water weight gain again. Yeah. So if you were going in and your main goal is to lose weight, then... It's not a permanent no. fix for that. No. No. Let's go back to that uh, balancing pH claim made by the alkaline cleanse. But first, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This episode is brought to you by Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express Card. And we are what you might call food explorers. We are so lucky that a part of our job 
involves traveling and trying a lot of the food where we go to travel and then coming back here and telling all of you good listeners about it. And through that, we have discovered some amazing dishes. Sure, yes. Like, I had never understood what poke really could be, and it is delightful. It is stunningly good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which we had a lot of on our trip to Hawaii. Uh, another thing from their passion fruit I now look for in literally every menu that I read. I'm like, yep, that one has passion fruit. Going for it. And then all of the moles, and especially the green mole that you heard us talk about recently that we had from in Las Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. Oh, or just steak basements. Who doesn't love a steak basement? Exactly. <laughs> well, um, if you are like us and you're willing to travel to seek out new foods to try, you go with the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. It's for people who, like us, are in search of the next food adventure. If you travel, you know. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. First off, this cleanse comes to us thanks to PH Living Miracles, Dr. Robert O. Young, who has been charged with fraud due to his health claims. <laughs> so that's a bit of a warning flag there. Yep. Uh, secondly, most of the acceptable foods on the alkaline cleanse are highly acidic, like lemon, and your body's pH is kept stable at uh, around 7.35. Eating a bunch of acids is not going to alkalize you. And also, there's no evidence that alkalizing, quote, would be in any way beneficial. Yeah, there, there's, pretty, there's pretty much a, a narrow window of, of acid-alkaline balance that your cells can function in. Mm -hmm. And that's what your body's doing. <laughs> that's, that's just how it is. That's how it is. What you, I mean, you might upset the balance of acid in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And throughout the rest of your gut by eating overly acidic foods. But, yeah. but that's, again, like, like, like basically your stomach's job is to handle that. Yeah. So, so you're not, you're not putting different ions out into your body by eating. That's, that's fiction. <laughs> right. Um, another criticism most of you have probably heard. Uh, when it comes to liquid diets, is that because um, the fiber and all these fruits and vegetables that you're not eating, that you're drinking, isn't there. Um, and because you're not chewing, you're probably still going to be hungry after your juice meal thing. And uh, <laughs> you're not doing your digestion any favors by depriving it of fiber either. Um, proponents turn this around and say that this lack of fiber is a good thing as it gives the stomach time to, quote, rest. And a lot of Websites I looked at that have juice cleanses use that term rest um, and divert that energy to detoxing. But experts say that unless it's after surgery, your stomach doesn't need to rest. Yeah, fiber is actually part of your body's normal cleansing system. Um, it, it absorbs fiber in your gut, absorbs water and along with it, water soluble waste and moves everything on out of your intestines. So by decreasing fiber in your diet, you're preventing your body from getting rid of the stuff that it would need to get rid of. Fiber also serves to slow your body's sugar uptake, 
which means that eating whole fruit and vegetables helps keep your blood sugar levels more stable, which is the other part of why you may feel dizzy during a juice cleanse. It's it's because your, your blood sugar is likely to spike and crash with every bottle of juice that you drink. Yeah. And you're also probably not getting enough protein, although some juice cleanses are trying to fix this with the nut juice slash milk. Um, but that can translate to a loss of muscle mass, especially if you're exercising while juicing. And yes, y'all, fats and proteins are vital to keeping your body, including your guts and your liver and your kidneys, running the way that it's supposed to. Um, Furthermore, if you're if you're in this juice cleanse for the, for the increased vitamins that you that you're getting, because yeah. you're probably going to get increased vitamins because most of us don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the thing is here that some vitamins are much better absorbed by your body when you are simultaneously consuming fats. Of the 13 essential vitamins, four are fat soluble like this. They kind of helps if you're if you've got the fats. Um, mm-hmm. Those those four vitamins are A, D, E, and K, and they're all involved in your body's production and maintenance of healthy bones, skin, and hair. So when you're doing a super low-fat juice cleanse, your body isn't actually absorbing some of the stuff that that literally makes your skin and your hair nice. And I feel like your skin and your hair will be nice is one of the super big... Yeah, it's like a, a glow that's right. going to settle over you. Sure. A kind of interesting, I guess, fact. <laughs> when we did our episode on kale, uh, I think a year ago. Over over on uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the tips we uh, read was that you should eat kale with something like bacon because kale has so many of these vitamins oh, sure. and minerals and that the fat in bacon <laughs> would help you absorb it better. Oh, man. Southern wisdom comes through again. Yes. <laughs> Cook all your greens and bacon fat. <laughs> that is so Southern. That is so Southern. Okay. Um, juices can be healthy. Yeah. We, we don't want to naysay entirely. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. They, they, if they aren't loaded up with sugar, um, they're better for you than, say, a donut. If you eat donuts like every day and swap some juice out for a donut – and that way, it can be part of a healthy diet. Moderation is key. Um, but there's no evidence that they're going to detox you or that you need to be detoxed. Um, you're better off just eating fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Re- really, I think, and and the evidence that I have read about proves out that the best thing that can be said about juice cleanses is that you're going to be getting more vitamins and minerals than usual, mm-hmm. which are things that your body needs to turn food into energy and to grow and maintain all of your cells. Good times there. Um, some of this stuff even does have antioxidant properties, which means that it can help prevent cell- cellular damage, which can lead to diseases like cancer under particular circumstances. Um, and research does indeed show that eating fruits and vegetables can decrease your risk of some diseases in the long run. But the key phrase there is in the long run. One juice binge really isn't going to do that much, especially because your body can only process a certain amount of any given vitamin or mineral at once. Any any excess there, especially of water-soluble nutrients, you're just going to pee out. Yeah, I've heard a similar thing said about like taking... Those vitamin C pills that say it's like 600% of your vitamin C, yeah. like you're just going to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and I've heard friends say like, I like juicing because it saves me time. I don't have to, I can just grab a bottle and go. But think of all the money. <laughs> the money. <laughs> and how much time does it really take to make a salad? I don't know. Pick up an apple. Like, I... Mm. <laughs> Um, but if you're utterly fixated on doing a cleanse, keep it short. Just a few days. I'd, I'd say a day or two at most. Like most. Yeah. If you're like really into it. My advice would be to just eat food. Yeah. With the caveat that like, okay, like we said earlier, people around the world have definitely been using short fasts to practice mindfulness for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Right. And certainly an occasional day or two of fasting is not going to hurt you. Just just know what you're getting into and and, and don't expect magic out of it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's just like three days yeah. out of your life. 
and it's not going to... Long, long-term long habits are, are what yeah. <laughs> make your long-term health happen. So... Right. Um, and, and, and... And also, caveat to the caveat. Yeah, another caveat. <laughs> if you're diabetic, going through chemo, have kidney disease or other nutritional deficiencies, juicing is not something you should try. Yeah. Uh, the sugar and juice can spike the blood sugar levels of diabetics. The lack of protein is detrimental for people undergoing chemo. And for those with kidney disease, the high levels of potassium and minerals from too much juice can lead to dangerous buildup. Um, yeah, I would in general just check with your doctor if you have any kind of um, condition or disease or something that may be juicing. If your body is already stressed out. It's not going to. Dealing with something else. Isn't going to help. Don't yeah. stress it out with juicing. Yeah. With the juice cleanse. Getting, getting, getting a good wide variety of, of regular old fiber and nutrients and proteins and stuff is going to be probably your best bet. Yeah. Uh, which, which is such unsexy advice. I'm sorry. I, I, I wish, I wish that we could have an episode where we go like, yes, that, that diet craze is totally true. It will <laughs> make you gorgeous and beloved by everyone. Um, but that's not this episode. It's, it's really not. No, I I hope that someday that episode happens. I hope we break ground. We're we're <laughs> the ones that discover it. We break this new diet, the foodstuff diet. <laughs> Ooh, foodstuff diet. Yeah. Uh. It's just food puns before every meal. That's it. And because you're so happy from the food puns, yeah, you're you're laughing so much that you're burning so many calories. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, foodstuff diet. <laughs> All right, y'all try it out and write in and let us know how it works. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of writing in and letting us know how things work, uh, here's let's l- let's let's take some listener mail. Okay, so the first letter email uh, we have is from Dan, who wrote about um, his personal connection to the sugar industry in response to our sugar history episode. Oh yeah, Dan wrote. I have a personal family connection to the sugar industry in the U.S. My family is Cuban and moved to Louisiana in 1957. My grandfather worked as a welder primarily at sugar refineries. These were popular along the southeast because they would process the sugar cane being imported from the Caribbean, so there was a lot of work to be done. After corn syrup started to replace cane-derived sugars in the 70s and 80s, the refineries began to close, and my grandfather had to move his family from Louisiana to Central Florida to try to continue to find work and to live closer to other family members who were leaving Cuba. Uh, finally, our family moved to South Florida, which was undergoing a construction boom, and welders were needed to work on the ships in the ports. The sugar refineries in the southeast could not compete with corn syrup, and a lot of the workers who came from the Caribbean seasonally to deliver and refine the sugar suffered an economic loss. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because I didn't really come across any uh, information about sugar refineries in the southeast when we were doing the research. Although it makes perfect sense Yeah, that that's where they would be because of the location. So thanks, Dan, for writing in. That was um, very enlightening. Yeah, absolutely. Also about our sugar episode, we got an email from Michaela. Um and she says, something else I wanted to offer up came from listening to your sugar episode. Lauren talked about snacking on sugar cane and the hard sugar cones. It is very common to find both of these in Mexican Latin markets, since they are used all the time. I can only speak from Mexican cuisine because that's my cultural background, so here it goes. As kids, my mom would buy us sugar cane from the mercado and chop it down to like six-inch pieces, and then you just suck on the ends and get all the delicious sugar liquid out. It's very fibrous because it's a grass, like bamboo, and the trick is to not get it stuck in your teeth, but it's a great snack. We used it most recently at Christmas when ponche is a common holiday drink. It includes the slow simmer of cut pieces of sugar cane and other winter fruit. It gives the ponche a light sweetness but you need a cleaver or a machete to peel away the skin first. The sugar cones, which I know is piloncillo, are boiled down with water for use as a syrup when a more intense sweetness is needed. We use them in the mix for sweet tamales, along with raisins and cinnamon, in a bread pudding made around Easter called capirotara, I think I said that right, and in the ponche too. I've used the mini piloncillo cones, uh, which are harder to find in mulled wine. But Lauren is right. They are impossible to cut. I've never tried cutting piloncillo with a pair of sugar snips, but I have a feeling historical sugar cones you talked about were not quite so dense. 
I remember as a teenager trying to cut the top off of one using every knife available in our kitchen. And my mom got mad that because I was trying to break the knives. <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Yes. She also sent us a recipe, which was awesome. Oh, and yeah. Please feel free to send us recipes. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll see if I can, um, put that recipe up on social media somewhere. Uh, because, yeah. because we have some social media things. Um, before I mention what those are, uh, first, thank you so much to Dan and Michaela for writing into us. Uh, these, these personal stories are so wonderful to, 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 to read about. And I mean, like, like we're, we're on the, the science end of, of reading about everything. Right. So it's wonderful to, hear these human stories along with it. Um, thank you to them. Uh, if you would like to send us anything or check out that recipe that Michaela sent us, um, we've got some social media. We've, we've got a, a, an email address. Yes, it is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We also have an Instagram, which is at foodstuff, and a Twitter account, which is at foodstuffhsw, which stands for How Stuff Works. Right. Yes. And also thank you to our audio producer, Noel Brown. Yes. He's nodding very seriously. Yes. He's wearing his white sunglasses today, which I am very fond of. They're awesome. Yes. Um, and thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You.